Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I think we did a great job on both sides running and passing. Uh, we knew once we hit them a few times, he really gets shook. And, and you saw on, on CeCe's sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there so um great dude great player he's been having a great year but we know once you get pressure on him he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective with the with the crowded pocket so uh that was that was the key to it wow that's joey bosa last week after san diego beat the raiders he uh took a couple swipes at Derek carr uh, you're listening to the pregame show with Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Interesting, uh, Khalil Mack defended Carr, and uh, and Carr said he was uh, peeved by that. Uh, I think he said it in stronger language, but we're delighted to uh, welcome in our friend Dan Pompey. He joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, fellas. Good to be with you today. I'm not. I'm not curling into a ball. I'm ready to take whatever you got for me. <laughs> you you would though if a pass rush was coming at you. And I think a lot of people would. And and that's a that's an awful uh, insult to a guy that he is indeed affected by it. But I, I I think that if you're if you're taking nine hits, most humans would say, hey, enough of this. Yeah, I mean that's human nature. Any quarterback is going to get a little skittish if you just keep. Uh, knocking the living daylights out of him. And, uh, you know, Derek Carr's having a really good season. He's, he's doing a lot of things really well, and he's been a big reason why the Raiders uh, have been competitive and been winning games. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, it would be kind of foolish for the Bears to take him lightly. But, you know, certainly if they can get after him the way the Chargers did, it's going to change the complexion of the game. And, you know, that's, that's one of the areas where the Bears probably have uh, a big advantage and where they have high hopes in this game is to be able to take advantage of uh, an offensive line that has been a little hit and miss and, and uh, be able to get after him with, you know, a, a pass rush that has been pretty good so far. Obviously, they're without Akeem Hicks today, which doesn't help. But, um, you know, if they could get the pressure off the edge and manufacture some things inside, Sean Desai's done a really nice job of scheming some things up, uh, you know, that, that will go a long way in helping the Bears win today. Hey Dan, on your, you know, on the athletic in your article post game Pompeii, which I like enjoy reading every week, uh, you said that even though Bill Lazor is calling plays, it's still uh, Matt Nagy's offense. Can you explain to us what you mean by that a little bit? Well, I mean, you guys know what it's like the way a game plan is put together throughout the week, and the way that uh, you know Nagy in particular sees himself as an offensive coach and he has not washed his hands of the offense by any 
stretch. I mean, he said as much that he's still very involved in, you know, from the very beginning of how they formulate a game plan, what they identify as the things they need to do against an opponent in a given week, how they're going to attack, where the weaknesses are. And, um, you know, I, I think when you get to the point on Sunday where Bill Lazor is calling the first play, you know, it, it's pretty much uh, an agreed upon idea of what he's going to do that day. And, you know, that's that's pretty typical, I think, in with most teams where, I mean, they're, they're not all set up where the head coach is an offensive guy and he's not calling the plays, but the offensive staff kind of comes to a an agreement of this is what needs to be done today. doesn't mean everyone's on board with it. You know, different people have different ideas, obviously. But, um, and, and certainly, you know, the, the offense that we have seen with Laser, both last year and this year, uh, is, is very different from the offense that we've seen from, from Nagy. But I think part of that is, you know, eventually Nagy gets to a point where he sees the same thing that everyone else sees, that everyone has been harping on, that, hey, you, you can't keep doing this, you have to do that. And, and I think um, he's probably finally, uh, you know, agreed to some of the, the, the suggestions that uh, some of his assistants have been calling for and some people like Olin and Pat and Molly have been calling for <laughs> So Dan, we were talking about this earlier. Do you see him taking the play call sheet back, or is this it for good? Well, it's a good question. Um, I, I think, Pat, it probably depends on how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think as long as they keep having success, it's got to stay in the hands of Laser. I don't see how he can justify doing anything differently. Uh, but if they struggle... And, you know, there's going to be struggles in the course of a season. I mean, it, it's not going to all go smooth. It's not going to all go like last week. Um, that's when, you know, he will have the temptation or the justification even uh, to go back to calling plays. Uh, so it would not surprise me uh, to see him. You know, maybe it's a, even a, you know, a, a toe-dipped-in-the-water type of thing. You know, hey, I'm taking over for this series or, or you know, I got it from here on out in this game and then see how it goes. And then, you know, we'll see what happens next week type thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, Dan, it's it's just really kind of uh, strange to watch everything that Mad Nagy's doing. I think, you know, for the first time, it, it seems as if it is kind of getting to him. You know, there's been a lot of criticism of him nationally, more so even than the local criticism, if, if that's possible. And I think that maybe that was some of his reaction last week and then strange kind of reluctance to get to the quarterback this week. Um, do you get a sense, not to do a dime store psychoanalysis on the guy, but, you know, the old joke is, um, you know, an ego and a superego walk into a bar and the barman says, ID, please, id. Is his ego bruised? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess, uh, as you said, I'm not a dime store psychologist, but um, <laughs> you play I, one on I, radio. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that uh, you know it, it's been a struggle for him, and you know he recognizes that, and, and I think uh, you know he's uh, he's probably reexamining a lot of things and, and the way that he's approached different areas of, of uh, leadership and running the team and. Um, He's trying to do the best thing, and you know he knows there's an urgency 
And, uh, you know, this is, he's, he's got, really though, you know, the, the beauty of the situation that he's in is, you know, th this is the first game of the season, really. It's, or really, the, or maybe it's the first game of the rest of his life because it's the first game that Justin Fields is officially the quarterback and not just a, a backup. So it all starts now. You know, this, this is really where it begins for the Bears. And, um, you know, if, if this season is all about Justin Fields and what kind of impact he can have on the offense and how he develops as a quarterback, you know, what he becomes, then, uh, you know, it's all in front of Matt Nagy. And, and, you know, how we remember his performance, Matt Nagy's performance this season, is going to be all about from what happens from today on out. Dan, Akeem Hicks and David Montgomery are both out today. Um, how do you think that affects the Chicago Bears overall? Well, I think it affects them a lot because, you know, Hicks is a guy that requires game plan adjustments for. You know, you have to really uh, be aware of where he is and, and uh, make sure that you've got business taken care of with him if you're an opposing offensive line and in uh, a protection scheme. And then, you know, Montgomery, it's going to be interesting. The biggest thing that, that I'm interested in seeing is if his absence causes the Bears to have less of a commitment to the run game. You know, they've got so much confidence in him, and he's played so well this season that, uh, you know, you, you wonder, is, is, is he and what he's capable of the reason they've been committed to the run game or is the reason they've been committed to the run game because they know they have to run the ball? Uh, you know, I think they really, really need to run the ball today against the Raiders uh, with Justin Fields, uh, you know, in, in having such little experience, uh, but having enough so that now the opposing defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, is going to be sitting back there saying, well, we got a little tape on this guy now. You know, finally, we have, we, we know what, Justin Fields NFL quarterback is and um, they can they can find different ways to try to take advantage of what he has not done well and um, you know I'm, I'm sure that they've invested a lot of time in, in trying to do that so uh, you need some balance today and you know with or without David Montgomery uh, they're going to need a commitment to the run they're going to need to stick to the run even if it's not working I think. Dan, I got to switch the, over to the John Gruden email. You've covered a lot of NFL football, covered a lot of coaches, a lot of situations. What do you see coming from this? Yeah, that's a great question, Pat. I think you know, really, what I'd be concerned about most, certainly in the short term, if I were the Raiders, would be how the locker room would uh, affect, be affected by it, or how they would interpret what he said. You know. Um, I think clearly there's there's got to be a little bit of a disappointment and, and a, a uh, you know a feeling of uh, I thought we knew this guy type thing, you know, and uh, uh, they've got to get over that somehow, some way. You know, I wonder if that's going to affect them at all today. You know, I wonder if if that's going to maybe, uh, you know, if this team feels kind of disillusioned or leaderless or whatever. Um, I think it is something they probably can get over in time, but, you know, it's fresh. The, the wound is fresh now, and it, it hurts. And I'm sure, uh, it, you know, it, 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 there's going to be a potential issue there that 
I'm sure he's, he's spent a lot of time dealing with it over the last couple of days with his team and with individuals and um, probably is going to continue into the next uh, uh, week or who knows how long. Dan, how did you pick the game? Well, you know, I think, um, I think the absence, absences of Hicks and Montgomery, as we talked about, are kind of a big deal. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, it, it, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. I think, you know, if they're going to win this game, he's going to have to really play well. And, um, you know, Montgomery has easily been the offensive MVP of this team so far. So, uh, you know, they're going to have to find a little bit of a different way to win. And, you know, this is a little bit of a better defense they're going against today, too. You know, Raiders have held opponents to an 89 passer rating, uh, which is 11th, 11th best in the league. Uh, they've limited them to 6.1 yards <clears throat> per attempt, which is second best in the league. I know they're beat up at quarterback and they've got some guys missing there, which is which is going to be a benefit to the Bears. But I think, uh, you know, that that's... Uh, you know, that, that's going to be a, a, an issue for the Bears, trying to get the passing game going. So, um, uh, you know, I've got the Raiders winning this one, and, and I've got them winning a close game, though, 23-20. to 20. Great stuff, Dan. Thank you. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you, guys. Yeah, we're all going to have to make our picks here. We'll, uh, we'll get Olin's pick next. How's that? It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's the pregame show. We all we all go through him, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> Free game show with Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears, and the the Reeds don't though. The Reeds don't go through. The Reeds don't go through. No, no, no. They no, don't. You got... not, 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 none of the Reeds go through me at all. Hey, you, Olin, you they the have determined. Stuff, <laughs> they, they've determined not you a, have too much money. Not a Reed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Download the Bet Rivers app today. We'll be right back here on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Uh, I mean, I don't, you know, I won't say it's extra few. I mean, it's just one of those, one of those things about being in this business of NFL, you know, you get drafted somewhere. I mean, like we all expect to be there forever, then reality sits in. So it's just more, I mean, it's more of just probably just a pride thing. The pregame show is back and we've got only Cruz and Patrick Manley. That's Robert Quinn. Okay. I know. I didn't. Uh, I was Money reading. Money over uh, there, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Help. Uh, okay. So it's presented by Bet Rivers, official sports for the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. That was Robert Quinn. And he was talking about playing your old team. And he was he's done it a lot, right? Because he's bounced around a bit. And he's talking about Khalil Mack and how um, how Mack will be. He talked, it was interesting earlier in the week. He talked about how shocked he was when that trade was made and all that. But um, what uh, what does it mean when you're playing your old team? Olin, you've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, you have not done it. But I'm curious. I remember being at that game in New Orleans, Olin, and talking to you after it. And it was weird. It was like you were you were great, but you were like almost like you almost seemed like not. I wouldn't use the word embarrassed, but it was hard for you to talk about yourself or about the Bears. It was just a little strange. Yeah, it's it's, it's strange, you know. Obviously, I was here for 13 years, and it's funny because I was thinking about that when I was watching Tom Brady in New England and what that must have felt like for him because I didn't have to come back to Chicago, right? I, I played uh, the Bears in New Orleans, and honestly, you don't you don't think you're going to have that much emotions or that much feelings about uh, playing the team you played for for so long, but it's real, and it's there, and, and I, I wondered – uh, obviously, Tom Brady handles everything uh, different than the rest of us, but uh, I wondered how he felt there in New England because I know how I felt just playing the Bears. Just feels kind of it just feels weird. It's kind of surreal. But I don't know how long uh, Mac was there. Uh, obviously, Mac and my situation are a little different. Where you know I chose not to take the uh, contract from the Bears, and he got traded. And and I think like anybody else, like Quinn said, uh, when you turned on Mac's film after that trade. Uh, you wondered what the hell Gruden was doing. I mean, this guy uh, on film is an amazing football player, and, and we see that we continue to see that today. Uh, why would you trade a guy like that when you drafted him? Uh, why wouldn't you give him? No, nobody really knows why you wouldn't want a Khalil Mack. So I'm sure that's personal for him. Um, I'm sure if a team traded me away in my prime, uh, that would piss me off, Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Olin, go back to that that New Orleans game. You know, seeing you in a different uniform, that was odd. You know, we spent 13 years together and remember walking out there in pregame and you just, you know, felt kind of whatever normal. But then you put that uniform on and I was like, whoa, all right, he's actually not on our team anymore. It just felt really weird to see you over there. And I'd like to get your thoughts, too, on going against your old teammates. What's that like playing against them? You know what I mean? I remember just one example, like Ryan Wetnight, when he went to the uh, 
the Packers, he lined up on me on the every punt and he knew all our calls and things like that. And it just feels like, you know, you had to turn it up a little bit more because you didn't want to get embarrassed by a buddy. But how was that for you going against other guys that you knew real well that were in the locker room against? Yeah, it's a great question because it was weird during the week. Uh, Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator at the time in New Orleans, uh, called me into the office and asked me how to attack uh, the offensive line and Jay Cutler. So it's kind of weird to to give information <laughs> on people uh, that you're close with, right? And, and, you know, Garza was still playing and the offensive line, I knew these guys and just kind of give people – ideas on how to beat these guys you almost felt like a traitor a little bit and you have to get over that part that you were a New Orleans Saint nowadays and then you know you go against the defense and obviously uh it's not fun right it's not fun to go against Erlacher and Briggs and uh they're just by by not fun I mean they're really good right and, and it doesn't I knew a lot about them but who doesn't know what Lovey Smith's gonna do you just have to be able to beat them. And, and it really gave you a, a really good look at how good these guys actually were. And I got to see their play speed on turf, and it was imp- as, as impressive as you thought it would be. And, um, you know, we came away with the win that day, but obviously Drew Brees and Sean Payton and that offense was really, really good. Uh, they put a 440 yards in their sleep every game so and a lot of points. But um, it was different. It was different more during the week of – uh, giving information on what the offense and how to attack the Chicago Bears offense. What was the talk like in between plays? Oh, we're having fun. You know how close we are. Uh, Anthony yeah. Adams and yep. uh, you know Lack and, and Briggs and you know we just we just had we just had a good really good time out there playing. And of course, you know, uh, winning made it uh, made sure. it a lot more fun for me. Although uh, there is film, I'm sure Lack has it of him and Briggs blowing me up on like the like it was late in the fourth quarter and I pulled on an outside run play and Lack and Briggs ran at me didn't even want to make the play they just blew me up so uh, that, <laughs> that. so that was fun you know that that was good and obviously I got up and told him that they could only do that to me in my 14th year because when I was in my prime I would have smashed both of them. You see, Owen, that's, that's, that's no ego right there. I, I was afraid. I didn't know if you were going to bring it up or not. <laughs> that's because you got no ego. You weren't well, afraid listen, to talk uh, about uh, it. Uh, I played long enough to get – I know long snappers yeah. only get five plays a game. They don't know about getting hit. But I played long enough to know that we are, you know, we're going to get hit. Yeah, man. Um, that was just odd that day, Wolin. That was just, like, it was just weird feeling to watch you over there. It, it was an odd day. It really yeah. was. And that's what I was talking about earlier about Tom Brady. Like, I was sitting on my couch wondering – I did never thought about Pat and Molly. I never thought about playing the Bears here. I never thought about coming mm-hmm. out of the – well, what it would be like to come out of Soldier Field. Uh, I know what the emotions were pretty strong just there in New Orleans. I mean, uh, the, the way Tom Brady played and the way he handled that, uh, he just continues to be really impressive. Yep. When, when they played in London, that was a real thing. I mean, Gruden actually attacked Mac pretty much on every play and made sure that he was hit by more than one guy – if you go back and watch the tape of it, it was literally on every play of the game. And I'm sure that was tiresome for Mac. Does that plan end now? Not necessarily because of of Mac and being injured, but maybe because of Quinn. Because, I mean, if Hakeem were there, they'd, I don't think they'd have any chance of doing that. I don't think it ends, Pat. I, I'm, I'm yeah. only, I don't think it ends at all. I think, I think a lot of teams do that, to be honest. Um, obviously, they executed with Trent Brown and some of the guys they had the last time they were playing a little better than most teams could. Now this, uh, you know, the guy we had from Oakland, I'm losing his name now, Vic Tefor. Tefor, yeah. He talked about it. He said that they don't have that same offensive line, so it probably is not going to look the same, right? They don't have those same guys. But uh, a lot of people do attack Mac like that, and I expect to see John Gruden do the same thing 
today when the Bears line up against the Raiders? One, one thing I've seen, guys, I don't know if your thoughts on this, but I want to see Khalil Mack win a one-on-one, you know, just beat mm-hmm. somebody. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like right now he's getting all these schemed up sacks, which is great, but I want to see him win one-on-one battles. That's what he's here for. Yeah, and that schemed up sack was – I thought oh, that sweet. was an awesome design by Desai, <laughs> yeah. Desai when he sent uh, DeAndre Houston Carson there to run like a TE with Mack because most old linemen won't account for the safety to run that. So, so that was an interesting scheme. But uh, back to your point, Pat, I, he's had injuries, right, the last two yeah. years. I slowed down, and it just looks like – I remember before, even when he would get double teamed, uh, he would use his power rush, and, and he would run through guys, and his strength was his strength, right? We all remember him – uh, body slamming uh, the rookie right tackle from uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Werfs. So we know how strong Mac is. He doesn't look to have that uh, the last couple of years, and the injuries are not going to help. You ever have ribs? Ribs? Broken ribs? or? Oh, no, I, I haven't, no. Yeah, I'm just curious how bad that is because, I mean, that looked pretty bad, mm-hmm. and, you know, a foot injury – is pretty awful, but ribs. I mean, I've been beaten up, so I would imagine that uh, that that experience is pretty painful. Trying to pretend like your ribs are okay when they're actually kind of damaged. I just wonder yeah. what it's like to play with them. Yeah, we saw Aaron Donald in the playoffs, right, Pat? Where he he wasn't very effective last year. He had that rib problem right. against Tampa Bay. Well, I mean, I only I know I was only a long snapper, but I did break some ribs my last year in the preseason. <laughs> Come on, I was just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I'm just kidding. But it is, man. <laughs> but it is painful. It's just hard. I mean, it's hard to sleep. It's hard to move. It's hard to sneeze. It's hard to do all that stuff. And, um, you know, obviously I, I did miss a couple preseason games. It didn't matter. But I, I don't know how functional you can be with that because it's, it's just um, – you know, I guess you, maybe you shoot them up a little bit. You didn't get a little tort all in there to help out the pain, but it's not comfortable. It's, it's really uncomfortable feeling to have some uh, bruised ribs, fractured ribs, whatever that is. Olin, what's your pick? Well, I got, you know, if, if you go back to the beginning of the year and you just ask, you know, if when Montgomery and Hicks are out, uh, how do you think the Bears are going to do this year? And, and, and you wouldn't say very good. So, uh, with with you know even with their injuries in the secondary, you're hoping Mooney and Allen Robinson and really guys. One thing we haven't really talked about is the Bears need to develop a third threat on offense for the middle of that field, right? A Cole Komet's got to come along. Uh, someone's got to start. You know, I don't know Marquise Goodwin. Someone has to be the third guy to make defense scare them. But uh, just you know, I, I think the Bears lose today. Uh, I think they lose about 31 to 17. Wow, that's a big one, uh, Pat. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing. Oh, and you, you nailed it with the uh, with the two guys out. I just they're not a good football team without those two guys. They're the you know the, the heart and soul of the offense and the heart and the soul of the defense. So that that's what scares me with these guys. I, I think you know I'm here looking at the roster, the, the Raiders. I just think they're too good. I think they're just better uh, than the Bears right now. And um, I, I just don't have a good feeling about this. I'm hoping Justin Fields plays okay and can protect the ball, but I think he's going to see some rookie mistakes. And I just I don't think think this is a good one. I'm not going to go as a big a spread as you, Olin, but I've got. Uh, the Bears losing to the Raiders 24 to 17. Yeah, I had 24 and 17 too, so I'll change mine to 24, <laughs> 24 to 16 because I'm stuck again. But uh, I, I think that's it's interesting that everyone has kind of the same uh, number of points scored. I, I, I wish we had more confidence that they would score more because I think when we think about what they've been able to do in terms of scoring some points, they had some big plays down the field. You know, Justin Fields throws an accurate deep ball. The only way you get that is through play action, in my opinion. So I'm hoping that 
they get a good performance from one of the running backs and somehow they don't miss uh, Montgomery as much as I know they're going to. So I, I just worry I worry about them being able to function and play action. I, I suppose you'd have to imagine that he'll be under center as much as he is in the shotgun and and you're uh, and you're going to deal with that again. Be nice to go up early against these guys. They only have yeah. five points in their collective first quarters. That definitely what the Bears need to do. Uh, obviously, we talk about how the Bears win. It's just, just going to be the same every week, right? And they they added that returner, and ho- hopefully he gets them uh, some points. A really good field position. Uh, we get a few takeaways, and, and the defense just harasses Carr all day long. And, and Mooney or Allen Robinson find their way behind a depleted Raiders secondary. Yeah, great stuff. All right, guys, we're going to uh, take a quick timeout. We will be back, of course. I want to thank the fine folks at Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. It's the pregame show with Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. Score. It's the pregame show. We've got Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today, and uh, and my goodness gracious, the uh, the Packers in Cincinnati tied at 22 with just over three minutes left. Interesting uh, results around the uh, NFC North, Patrick. That would be a, a nice. That'd be a shocker to me, but it looks doesn't look good. It looks like Aaron Rodgers is down in the red zone with the ball late. Already, in the game, so <laughs> doesn't look good. So I think and, they'll either uh, kick a field goal or I'm sure he'll throw a touchdown or something, but. It would be nice to finish up and see the Packers were three and two, and the Bears could be three and two today. The the Vikings are sixteen uh, up sixteen six against uh, the Lions, and uh, and that one uh, that one could uh, could be pretty interesting too. So it's um, don't know what to make of it. The the Bears obviously um, you got to win on the road. You got to win um, in a place that's a hostile environment. We don't talk enough about it, I suppose, but the Bears were, I think, four-and-a-half-point underdogs last time I checked that it might be going to five or to six. But they it's a fact that they are 1-14 in, in games in which they have been uh, – uh, games against winning teams in which they've been uh, an, an underdog by more than three points. And I just think at some point they've got to beat a team yes. that they're not supposed to beat. They've just got to show – that they're not that predictable as an opponent. No, I'm with you, and I was, I was going to say the same thing, because this is a good test. This Raiders team, uh, they didn't look good on Monday night against the Chargers, but I think the Chargers are pretty darn good. So this is a good test. You know, they beat they they have two wins already, but I want to see them beat a quality opponent, and like you said, a beat a, be an underdog and win. Let's see if this thing is flipped. Let's see if Justin Fields can, can, can play, um, I don't want to say like a rookie quarterback, but a little bit better than a rookie quarterback. Let's see if we can call the offense like we saw last week, and if this defense can continue to get turnovers and be opportunistic like they were last week, you never know what can happen. But going into this week, I guarantee you they're like, all right, guys, this is a different test. This ain't the Lions. We got to you know, play our best. Let's get this thing together and see where we can go because I think we talked about it last week. Their schedule coming up for the rest of the year or here in the middle of the season is very, very, very difficult. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, there's no way around it. They're they're in the midst of a real uh, difficult stretch. We know their schedule is a bit surreal. I, I don't think I can remember a season when a team is on the road one week, at home the next, on the road the next week, at home. It just seems like a weird dynamic where they don't have two games in a row at home, 
and they don't have two games in a row on the road. And and usually that is the kind of time period where you can you can self scout, do some of the stuff you gotta worry about and try to make sure that you're responding. These games are coming one after another, and, and road trips don't help, obviously. No, I can't believe it's already week five. This is ah. blowing me away how fast it's gone. But I got, a, I got a question for you. Who was a bigger loss in your eyes today, not having Dave Montgomery or not having Akeem Hicks? Well, I think if they had Akeem, I would feel like they could win the game. Yes. And, and, and David Montgomery, I, it's not that I don't think they could win the game, but I think they would be more likely to win the game using their defense and getting something out of their offense than the other way around. Yeah, I'm with you. And I I just think that's what scares me is that John Gruden and his staff, they can tailor an offense with this banged up O-O line that they have and and try to run the ball, help protect them. You know, now they only have to worry about Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack. They don't have to worry about Akeem Hicks. And I think in the run game too, Akeem Hicks is obviously huge that I think they're going to try to stack the box and, and run it down the Bears' throat. I really do. I think Josh Jacobs coming off the ankle injury is a little bit more healthy. They haven't been good running the ball yet, and I know John Gruden wants to run it, and I think this is a chance for them to try to try to take over that interior of the uh, the Bears' uh, defensive line. And it seems like they did that. They moved their um, their tackle, uh, their mm-hmm. rookie tackle, with that in mind, right? Yeah, I mean, if I they felt so. – you wouldn't move him over – Akeem Hicks, would you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't move him inside. You're worried about. I get it. You're worried about the two. The two defensive ends. But without that interior push, I think it's a problem. And frankly, I was kind of disappointed in Eddie Goldman, to be brutally yes. honest. When it, when I looked at him, Pat, I don't know if you spent a lot of time on on uh, on what you saw from him, but it it just wasn't what I was hoping for. No, it wasn't that. It's. You know, he was just always that stout run stopper at the point of the attack. He wouldn't get blown, you know, not get blown off the ball. He seemed like he got reached quite a bit, which was kind of shocking. He seems like he just was not the old Eddie Goldman. I'm hoping that's rust. I hope that's what it is. But uh, you need the old Eddie Goldman back because he is very, very good in the run game. And he gives you a little bit of pressure up in the middle in the past game. And he did none of that last week. I mean, the first play he was in last week, he got reach blocked super easy. And you just can't have that happen. That's not who he is. And that's where you're going to get gashed and, Hopefully he can correct that. Hopefully he's a little bit more in game shape. You know, it's obviously different coming from practice and even training camp and, and uh, padded practice during the week. So he needs to step it up. That, that, that to me is the key one to get back to where he was, and that will help the loss of Bakeem Hicks. I don't know if you saw what Adam just texted us. Apparently Adam uh, texted us this Mason Crosby missed the field goal, so the Bengals have the ball with two minutes left. <laughs> oh, nice. Here we go. <laughs> That's so much fun. All right. The Raiders are a second-half team. And by that, I just mean they have been getting off to slow starts. They have scored a total of five points in their combined fourth quarters. They have trailed in every game they've played. Twice at home, they've come back from from two touchdown deficits. Um, They have scored 31 combined points in four games in the first half. Uh, halves, I guess you'd say, and um, and you look at them, 73 points in the second halves. It worries me that, like, there is no lead safe. Like, go ahead, right. jump on them, get out ahead, but, you know, you better make sure that defense doesn't tire out. No, <laughs> well, we need Olin here to talk about tiring defense. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you, and it's, you know, it was interesting to hear Vic talk about it, the, the different reasons why he thinks they're off to a slow start, but the scary thing is Derek Carr. That guy, he's, he's playing good football. And that, that, that's the guy that scares me that he seems like he's coming into his own. Like he's a, 
He's a good, he's a very, very good veteran quarterback, and he knows what he's doing and how to handle the game, and um, he's able to spread the ball in the second half. And that says a lot about coaching too, right? Making making adjustments at halftime and coming out and figuring out what you need to do to 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 you know solve those issues you have in the first half. But they are a scary team. I think they can put up a lot of points, and that's that, that's what scares me is the matchups between uh, you know Waller and Edwards and Henry Ruggs and Renfro against the Bears DBs. And if we don't get any pressure up front, that's going to scare me quite a bit. And that's where you think you can see uh, and put up a lot of points on the Bears. Yeah, and and I mean, look, the Bears have given up big plays. There's no way yes. around that. And um, can't have busted coverages anymore. No, no, that is not allowed. And and I love what I've seen from Sean Desai for the most part. I think he's yeah. done a really good job. I've been impressed by some of the things that uh, that he has schemed up. Um, but at the same time, you know, you really do. Even even if that is the nature of the team you're playing, I'm sure that Oakland is is having their meetings and going over their game plan, and they're saying, we've got to start faster, we've got to start faster. And I'm sure the Bears are sitting there, and they're doing the same thing in the opposite way. We have to finish, we have to finish. Because it doesn't matter how good you are if you're not going to be able to hold up. And you're going to need a full-out effort. I, I um, I'm worried about no Sean Desai, I'm sorry, no Akeem Hicks, and I'm mm-hmm. worried about no David Montgomery. I think those two things, you know, as Olin said, if you thought about that at the beginning of the year, that would be a major issue. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the biggest loss, and that's what gets me scared about this this game. But to go back to last week, that first drive was awesome. That's what they need. They need yes. more of that. And I was, I was impressed that he said, hey, we're taking the ball first, and we're going to go down and score, and they did. And I think – that's going to be key as well as to get off to a fast start, like you said, and hopefully they can not let the Raiders come back. But I also think it's going to be to keep the ball out of that offense's hands, the Raiders' hands, so they can ball control, run the ball more, um, eat some clock, and make sure that those weapons over there with the Raiders aren't on the field a whole bunch. And I think that's going to be key. And it'll be interesting to see if he does the same thing this week. If they win the toss, do they want the ball first? Does he go back to the old way and defer? So we'll see what they do. But I'd, I'd like to see him stay with that uh, that thought of getting it back or taking the ball first and see if they can go down and score and get, get a nice little lead. Do you expect them to be going for fourth downs in this game? I, I think they have to. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't like when they do because, what, are they one, and one for seven, I think? <laughs> but yes. I think yes. they're going to have to, and I think that's just who Matt Nagy is. He says he's going to stay, stay aggressive, um, and this is a game I think you're going to have to do it. I, I just think they're going to be able to put up too many points, even against this defense. Uh, hopefully, we can get some takeaways, but I think you're going to have to just to just to kind of see if you can score more points than they usually do. Well, I I think they're terrible on third downs, and and I yeah. mean that's not breaking news. Nope. Listen, they are they are in the lower parts of the entire league in pretty much every offensive category because of that uh, that horrible game um, against Cleveland. But they are 32nd in the NFL in. Uh, and third down conversions, and that follows a year ago when they were 31st in the NFL in, uh, in, in, in conversions. That, the penultimate is not anything to brag about, for God's sake, and, uh, and certainly being even worse at it this year is, uh, is a huge alarm, and, and I think that's why they're going to have to convert it on fourth down because they can't get third downs. Agreed. And, and then the Raiders defense, they are, what are they? They are eighth in third down defense. So you've got the strength of the Raiders going against the weakness of the Bears. But here's another number for you. The red zone defense for the Raiders, they're 30th. So maybe if we can get down in the red zone, we can score points and continue that trend against them. But uh, the matchup just doesn't look good. All the way across the board, it doesn't look good. But I think we all know the wild card is Justin Fields and, and, and what kind of game plans that they're going to throw out there for him. Um, maybe he can 
hit, what, five, five over 20-yard passes? Maybe he can do that again if he can do that and take the top end off the defense. And um, we'll see. This is just it's just not a good matchup, Molly. I'm not, a, I'm not real positive about this one today. Yeah, I, I I think they had a good matchup last week, and it, yes. and it helped to have a coach that was uh, going for it on fourth down because he was down 14 points. You know, when you go back and look at what Dan Campbell did in that game, he kind of panicked early, and had he yeah. just held his water, they would have been in that game late. It, it was it was some bad decision making by their head coach. Oh, agreed, agreed. He he hurt the team, I thought, but then the Robert Quinn's. Uh, Strip sack fumble. That was huge. I mean, that, that right. was that was created by the Bears defense. You got to give him credit for that. But yes, uh, Dan Campbell. I don't think he made some of the the, the proper coaching decisions. But uh, they, they beat a bad team, and they needed to do that. And um, hopefully, they can get those turnovers going again today. If you were putting a game plan to stop Justin Fields, would you would you attack with your front four? I know Blitz. that's what they want. Wouldn't you? I'm wouldn't you have to? Yes. I, I would just. I would try to confuse them as much as possible. I would, yeah. you know, I'd scheme some defenses that he hadn't seen yet, uh, throw those out there to try to confuse him as much as possible. I just, I think that's what you have to do as a defensive coordinator. I know they have some good pass rushes over there with the Raiders, but with a yes. young quarterback, with Justin Fields, and we've seen it, he's been blindsided by a few, few blitzes. He's been hit. He hasn't seen them. I think you have to do that. I think you have to put that in the game plan. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, three or four, five different bastard looks that he hadn't seen yet, and bringing pressure from different places he hadn't seen. So he has to dissect that and. See if they can pick it up. Yeah, that that is the book, and I get it. He doesn't blitz a lot, but if he's got 17 blitzes, I'd try to match that number today. Yeah, I mean, whatever it takes, just because <laughs> exactly that's that is just a good way, you know. And we, and frankly, we've seen Fields hang on to the ball a little bit, right? So, yep. you know, when you're using play action and you're freezing them and you're getting some good opportunities down the field, he's great. But they, you know, they, the Bears seem to understand. Or I, I, let me clarify that. It seems as if Bill Lazor understands <laughs> that he's going to hang on to the ball a little bit. Yeah. And you, and so you got to be aware of that. I would like yeah. to see some design runs. I'm not saying turn him entirely into uh, into uh, uh, Lamar, but Lamar Jackson. But mm-hmm. I think you have to when. When you lose a running back, look what they did. They they yeah. went to their star running back who happened to be their quarterback. Now, yeah. I, it's different a little bit, but I would try some of that stuff, Pat. I'm with you. I want to see four or five design quarterback runs, and I th- hopefully they have the same protection plan they had last week. Yes. You know, keep as many tight ends in as possible, chip. Just give him that a little bit amount of time to get the ball down the field, and I think that, that was impressive, some of the throws he made last week. All right, here's hoping we're getting ready for it. It should be a ton of fun. Hopefully a glorious day for all the teams in Chicago sports. Uh, Not holding my breath. Great stuff, Patrick, as always. Really appreciate it. Thanks to our guy Studs, Adam Staczynski, with with his great job producing. And and, uh, we are out of here. Go watch the game. Go Bears, go Sox. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 